Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rebel. Vicious. Wood's got around the back, and Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast uh, for the still unbeaten Rotherham United. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I'd say that uh, towards the end of August, to be honest with you. <laughs> Very unexpected, but we'll take it. We'll take what we can get. Um, thank you all for joining us. Michael is with us. How is it going, Mick? How's your weekend been? It's been, it's been weather, absolutely it? top, top notch, mate. I cannot complain. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. Danny? How was, uh, how was, you, 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 you went down to QPR along with 400 and something, good, good effort. For, yeah, about that. Else. How was London? <laughs> well, we um, we paid £36 and we came out with a point, so I uh, can't complain too much, can we? No, not unless you were one of the unlucky few. I know that you could move around the seats, but some of the views from some of those seats were criminal, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, they were. I was sat next to a pillar for half a game. I had to keep going down some little stairs to see the corner. <laughs> yeah. It's like Wednesday's ground, but just further away and somehow a bit worse. <laughs> yeah. That's possible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you all for joining us. First of all, what I want to say is thank you to it. We put something out on Friday, I think, about the Football Content Awards nominations are open. And we asked you to, if you think things are going well, if you think you're enjoying the podcast, go onto our Twitter feed, our pinned tweet. There's been loads of people that have already told us they've nominated us. I'm sure there's loads more that haven't told us that have done as well. So thank you, everybody. We very much appreciate it. We're not going to go on about it, but I just want to say thank you to everybody that's bothered to do it. Mm. Um, we do very much appreciate your support and your watching and everything else. We sort of say that as, you know, I think a lot of people say that and don't mean it, but wouldn't do it without all the people listening and watching, would we? So thank you very, very much for that. Um, yeah, move on to Danny's comment edited. Danny's commented. Hmm, up the unbeaten Millers. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get the ball rolling, you know. Yeah. Uh, up the Premier... How am I UK? says, up the Premiership-bound Millers. <laughs> oh. uh, time to get carried away. I like it, Powermad. Um, S64 Millers says, evening, everyone. Imagine going away during the week and making your mum and dad watch the best podcast. <laughs> I don't know what else you meant to do on your holiday, to be honest with you. It's just... You know, even Yeah, go on. Um, there's a, got loads of other people with us. Thank you, everybody, for beating us. Let's start 
our comments and our conversation with Powmed, who says, should we be beating teams like QPR? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. I, 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 we get teams like Rotherham, we, we accept it, but I was really surprised, Mick, how, how high and hard the QPR went on that on Saturday because they're, this season they're going to be a nothing, they're going to be mid-table. I don't think they're going to be a relegation battle, but they're going to be a middle-nothing team. Mm. I was really surprised at the reaction from them. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre, isn't it, really? Um, it's just, I, I don't know what it is, you know. Like, is it we used to be in Premier League syndrome? Um, is it we're from London syndrome? <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, is it is it just, though it's August, so we're all going to go up syndrome? It, it's possibly yeah. a combination of all three, I don't know. But no to write home about, lads, I'll be honest. No, not uh, at all. We, we went to went to Preston on Tuesday night, um, and had a much, much, much tougher game. Mm. Um, mm. And and to be fair, I would argue, and I know we'll go into this anyway. Um, they only they only scraped a point because of a defensive error by us. So if if we'd not made that defensive error, we could still be playing now, and they still wouldn't have scored. So yeah, mm. you know whatevs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely agree, Danny. We'll talk about the, the, the general incidents and everything like that. But from a QPR point of view, we don't, we don't like to bash other teams, so we're not going to bash them. But what oh, I will on. say is, um, without, <laughs> Willock, without Willock, they could be in a relegation battle because he was superb. Mm. And Chair had his moments, and I, I accept he had his moments, but I, I wasn't that impressed with him. But I thought Willock was superb. Yeah, Willock was definitely their, <clears throat> their standout player. Um, I mean, the main like names in the QPR side, if you like, they they were kept very quiet. Um, you know that Lyndon Dykes only had one or two shots, and mm. they weren't on target. I don't think, or if they tested your hands, and it wasn't a big test. Um, yeah, more or less, the whole QPR side were t- were kept quiet, other than Willock, and <clears throat> the only reason he broke through was just from a little defending error from us, and. Mm. Fair play where fair play is. It were a very tidy finish for him. It was, yeah, it were. Um, they had a lot of, they had a lot of, they had a good amount of possession, few shots. Other than the Dykes one that he pulled a save off. Although I think, I think Victor maybe made that look better than it actually was. The save. <laughs> I think it was a good high. I think he could have yeah. caught it. But you know, I, it's better safe than sorry. Better to try and put it out for a corner than try and hold it and drop it. Um, yeah, let's talk about the game specifics as we like to do. Uh, I've, if I think my memory serves me right, it was one change from last Saturday where Rathbone came in for Lindsay. Mm. Uh, other than that, it was unchanged from the Reading performance. Obviously, there were a couple of changes. No, it wasn't, was it? Because Harding came out for Peltier. Peltier played right wing back. Yeah. Uh, he said it was Harding. Everything else was, was the same. Um, it was good, mate. I mean, the, the, the team performance was fine. It wasn't. I don't want to sit here and say, "Oh, that was spectacular." It was super. It was a very good defensive performance, uh, and there were some very good attacking moments. Mm. But it wasn't an amazing performance. It was just. It was just solid, and that's what being solid will keep you up. Yeah, it will. It will. Uh, there were there were periods of the game where where we we, we bossed the game. Mm. Those periods were short and few and far between, but they were there, um, yeah. which is which is a, a a step up from from what we had at Preston. Um, and there were periods of the game where we were absolutely under the caution defending for his lives, like we did for the whole game, well, for the whole second half at Preston. 
Mm. Um, so the, I, there's very little negative to take out of it when you look at the bigger picture. You know, there, there really are only positives um, because we, we, we seem to be improving again, game on game at the moment as, it, as players come together and start, start understanding each other and, um, and, and working together. It's, it's looking really good, mate. I don't want to say it. it's early doors. It's so early in the season and, and, and I've never been one for, you know, the big August sort of um, optimism and all that. But the signs are really, really good at the moment. Um, yeah. And yesterday, yesterday showed that we can put ball on deck and play. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, we can. Um, I think maybe our down point at the minute is that there's not really a down point. We haven't shown it yet, but we don't have an option to go along at the minute. Now, that's going to change probably when Tom Eves comes in a little bit. I know he's not maybe a hold-up player, but that is a, maybe a, a flaw at the minute, but that's a sort of a side-to-side issue. Um, I thought the referees, Danny, had a, an OK game, but there's two incidents sort of consecutive that, that, that QPR have issue with one of them. The second one, we'll come on to in a minute, but the handball by Ollie Rathman. Tyler Roberts took to Instagram to voice his displeasure um, about it. Um, it. To be fair, it was a penalty. It should have been a penalty, and referees missed a big one. <clears throat> nah. <laughs> I, I didn't say this on the coach at the time, but I actually thought the one in the second half was more of a penalty than the handball. Nah. <laughs> because the handball, to me, looked like he just kicked it and it's just hit his hand. He hasn't put it out on purpose. He's been going to go after the ball. And you know how your body moves when you're going after the ball. You know, you're quite mm. fluid. And so his hand just come round and it's just hit his arm. And so I, I didn't think that were a penalty. I thought the other one was more of a penalty. But then that one wasn't given either. Because yeah. for whatever reason. Well, um, the, the second I, one weren't given because it weren't a penalty, then. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think the first one was. So, and if I don't think the first one was, then... You know, I'm sorry, Q- I'm sorry, QPR. Then you just, you just didn't get two penalties, so unlucky. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I think oh. you can argue, like Danny said there, that the rules, ambiguous as they are, mm. and convoluted as they are, say that if the ball's booted straight at somebody from a, from a, a shortish distance away, it's not a penalty, depending on who the referee is and what frame of mind they are, and and, and so on. Um, so you could argue, I suppose, that, that it wasn't. I'd want it personally. Yeah, I would. Um, so, you know, it, it, I guess the acid test is, you know, if it was the other way around, would you want it? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then a few minutes later, I mean, we scored from the resulting free kick. So it doesn't really matter. But that was a penalty. <laughs> Uh, the foul on Chio was inside the box. Uh, and I know the line I can't see because of where he stood. And I can maybe give a... Uh, I can't defend the referee, but it's a penalty, mate. It was a penalty. We scored, so it doesn't matter. But the referee made a mistake. There was a penalty, weren't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, there were, th- there were probably three fouls in that were, yeah. <laughs> very, very short passage of play. Um, it, the referee didn't give the first one. Then there was another one which continued into the box. Um, where there was another one, and he's, he's kind of given the second one. He's taken the easy way out and, and yeah. given the second one just outside the box. Um, I mean, we scored from it ultimately, so he can't really complain. Um, but it, 
it's difficult. It's difficult for him, and I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to try really hard not to slate <laughs> referees unnecessarily because it's it, it's not fair. But I thought he had a decent enough game to be honest. Overall. You were all right, wasn't it? Yeah, I, there's nothing to complain about. And yeah, you could argue, you could argue that that should have been a penalty, but we got a free kick. And and to be fair, the first one should have been given three or four yards outside the box. So yeah, is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jordan Concan says he doesn't think either was a penalty. Pamad UK on the handball says not a handball for him. The rules, as he knows it, our hands have to be in an unnatural position. Yeah, don't disagree yeah. with the. Uh, I would I would want it, but I understand why he didn't give it. Um, is there the best way? I can describe it. Um, now let's talk about one of the hottest players, hottest streaks in English football at the minute, Chio Ogbeni. Four goals in five games. Um, I think if you include last season's stats, he's got six goal involvements in the last eight games, um, which is not bad going at all, Danny. I mean, again, it's another goal, which is a striker's finish. And he's got a little bit lucky because of the rebound. But that's what good. That's good. The type of goals you go back to Michael Owen and people like that. They're just in the right place at the right time from a set piece. He didn't win a header. It was just there, and that is such an improvement. That's it's an improvement. It's what he started doing, and it's so impressive from Chio. No, mate, he's rubbish. I don't think clubs should be looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> but now Chio, Chio's hit like red hot form this season. Um, Four, like we said, four is it four goals in five now? Yeah, yeah, four goals in five. And you know, last season, up until probably new year around new year, it was being criticized for not getting involved in goals mm. enough. Mm. Um, but this season, it, it, it has to be him playing further forward, it has to be. It's, it just seems to be more fluid in that position, especially in the championship. And I'm <laughs> It's just great to see, in it? You know, we, we, we've finally blossomed into the player that we knew that he was. And yeah. it's yeah. just fantastic. And I, I honestly think if, if we keep him um, until after the transfer, this first transfer window, he'll just keep getting better and better. Mm. And every goal he scores, it's at least another 250k on his price tag, which people were unwilling to pay to begin with. My only yeah. worry is someone may put a lot of money on the table as a panic buy because he's been scoring a lot. That's my only worry. Um, but if he stays beyond the start of September, I think he could sign a new deal. He'll go with his gut and sign a new deal where his, where his football's fantastic. Okay. Uh, Donald London says, absolutely love Chio. He's a proper IUFC lad through and through. We need to do anything we can to keep him. Buy him a row of houses in Rotherham. Uh, anywhere in Rotherham. Wickedly Thurns got anywhere. Hmm. Talk about the goal, mate. Let's talk about the goal first. And we, with the talk of Chio Stains is quite a big conversation, which I think we need to have in a minute. But talk of the goal anyway and his recent performances. Um, is he now a striker? Well, I mean, that, that that goal would say yes, wouldn't it? It was cool, it was calm, it was composed. He didn't just throw his foot at it, he placed it exactly mm. where it needed yeah. to be. Um, you know, it shows the striker's instinct. Um, I still think he's got a lot to learn about playing in that position because he's finding himself out of position quite a lot. You know, he's still finding himself out wide because old habits die hard and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
he's doing a great job. Absolute fantastic job. So yeah. you just can't, you cannot knock him. Um, what what can you say? It was very. It was a threat in the second half. You know, down the, particularly on the left hand side, where he sort of found mm. himself quite a lot in the second half. Um, he's, he's the, the freedom with the striker is you can sort of play anywhere across the middle. So when Cohen Bramwell comes on in second half, if I'm Chew, I'm I'm putting myself near where Cohen Bramwell's going to be because that mm. pace is going to free up some space for Chew and and so on and so on. It just helps and that gives him that freedom. If he's on the right hand side as a right wing back, he's on the right hand side as a right wing back. I think this position maybe gives him a bit more freedom. Uh, to do that. Um, Brian Vernon rightly points out, Chew was poor on Tuesday, but obviously, everywhere has an odd mm. game. Yeah. Uh, if, if he scores four, get four, four in four, then has a crap fifth game. Uh, that, that's obviously fine. As, as, <laughs> as, as, as you sort of rightly point out. Um, let's talk about the fact he may or may not stay, Mick. Yeah. People have different, different opinions. Nicholas Skidmore says, if he, doesn't, if he doesn't sign a new contract, we have to sell in January. That's his opinion. Now this this is where it becomes difficult because Danny's right. Mm. Danny's one hundred percent right. If if you're a top end championship club, a bottom end, I mean, mid, low mid table Premier League club, and you're short of a striker, and this this guy in championship scored what could be six or seven more goals, six or seven goals by the transfer window close, yeah, you'd be daft not to chuck a couple of million, uh, potentially more, three four million pounds. I know he's out of contract, but he's scoring goals, and he he will get you goals right now. There is a there is a risk that somebody could come in with that money. What is it realistic to sell him? Do we say no, whatever, until January to see where we are? Where would your negotiating seat be? It's difficult, isn't it? It's not a position I'd want to be in. This, um, however, I, I, in my view, because of where he's playing now, and because of the fact that he's playing there successfully, four in four. Um, or four and five this season. Um, yeah, if you want him, you can have him by the end of the transfer window. But you're going to put ten million pound on the table because he's a four goals in four championship striker. If you don't, if you're not going to pay that money, then then do one, um, and then we can reassess in January. It, look, Chio Benny will not spend the rest of his career with us, will he? Clearly. No. Um, he is going to go. Now, what we don't, what we want to try and avoid, if we can, is for him to go for a free at, at the end of this season. Mm. Um, so we've got to think about the club um, and, and whether we can actually get some money for him. Um, it's a big ask, bearing in mind he's at a contract end of the season to be asking, you know, high, high, sort of tens millions up to up to ten million quid for a player. But he is worth it. He is worth it. You know, if he's going to get 20 goals in a championship season, he's worth it. Worth. Yeah. yeah. It's as simple as that. Because mm. if, he's, if he was playing for Middlesbrough, or if he was playing for Cardiff, or Watford, or, or, or any of those other clubs, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't take a penny less. Mm. So why should we? Yeah. Mm. The, the, the risk is that... Let's talk about the contract situation, Danny, first, because this we're not going to spend all night on this, but because of his, his performances now warrant a chat for which the club will be having, um, and we, we all have as fans as well. What could you realistically see us sign, it was re-signing Chio, realistically? 
Would you think? Do you think Chio would agree to that? Bear in mind, at the end of the season, it could go away. Assuming he stays injury free, which very much Chio, that's a question. Would why would he sign? Why would Chio sign a new contract at this club? Bear in mind, he could go possibly to the Premier League or or abroad at the end of the season for free. Um. Well, Chio's definitely a player who goes with his gut. He has said that in the past. <clears throat> he's admitted that um, in a few interviews he's done. Um, and it, for me, it all depends on what his gut says. If his gut says that you know he's happy at Rotherham and he's playing good football here and he knows he can still do better here, then I think he will stay. Mm. Um, but I, I can see where people are coming from saying if we need to, need to cash in in January. But would he be of more value for that little bit more of the season to keep us in the championship? That's the debate that's going to have to go on at Roundwoods to try and keep him and such. Um, but yeah, I could see him resigning personally. But when I asked him after the uh, after the Parkgate game, I said um, it was more actually to try and get him on the podcast more than anything. <laughs> um, but he said, um, "Oh, just like with contracts, leave it until the end of the um, end of the transfer window, and then we'll see." Yeah, so Smith and Icky said the same sort of thing in the last season, though, didn't they? Yeah, but what 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 would he lose? You know, if he signed a contract with us for for whatever, even if it were on the same terms that he's on now, for for another three years, what what has he got to lose by doing that? Because it doesn't stop him going somewhere else. It, it, it just it stops it stops him going at the end of the season for whatever he wants, wherever he wants. It, why? Because those offers are still going to be there. If he's still banging the goals in, if he's still playing to the level that he's playing at now, let alone take away from that any sort of improvement that he makes over the course of the season, any, any more development in his ability, he's still going to be a wanted man. Particularly he is. if we go down. But you can either pay five million quid for Chirog, Benny, yeah. or you can pay nothing for him and, see but, and, and, then, yeah. and then his wages potentially increase at the, whichever club he ends up going to. My, I, if what I would, I think Nicholas Skidmore said something. Uh, he would say I would sign a contract, and if a defense officer comes in and let, will let you go, not mm. sure that. Will. Well, you can put release clause into contracts. I will be saying to Chill, right, sign for us a two-year contract. We'll, we'll pay. We'll make you top earner, or you know, not far off the top earner. And when an offer comes in of let's say five million, I think it might be more than that. So let's say if an offer of five million comes in, you're off. You're free. You're free to go. We, we, we want. If, well, if you wish you will want, because still more than double. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Uh, now that the problem is for that, that an agent may miss would probably stand in the way of that offer of that deal, because you know what agents are like. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's a risk because if it goes at the end of the season, it's it's all right. Saying well, the difference with with Smithy and Icky was they weren't really worth anything transfer market wise, were they? They were no. they were too old, so we weren't losing. We might have lost half a million on Smith. If if that on on Icky, so that that was a very calculated, very sensible thing to do. If you don't sell Chio and you end up going down, you've lost five, let's say mm. five million quid. Uh, if, whereas if you can sell him for five million quid at the end of this window, you can bring somebody else in for probably a tr- club record transfer. Uh, probably between two or three, couldn't you? Well, two or three you, you, you can't assume that whoever buys him pays the money. Well, yeah, they're doing salt playing. They never pay up for it anyway. That's yeah. But um, look, so, there's yeah. no interest yeah. in Chio. As things stand, there's no interest in Chio. Nobody's talked of any interest. This is just sort of 
conjecture from our side, but mm. we all know how stupid the transfer window gets. We've all seen it a thousand times. We I mean, just need to look at Will Grigg and when he went to Sunderland and they put, how much yeah. was it, about five, six million yeah, in for him and then just bought him. Yeah. You, you, look, you also look at Burnley. Burnley's start to the season has not been great. So are they going to then start worrying and panicking that they've not got a striker in or not got Ben Wiles in? Swansea. Swansea's a perfect example because they were linked with Chio. They've had a terrible start to the season. No, come on, Matt. They, they weren't linked with Chio, were they? Well, uh, well there was Some a link to Chio, whether it was valid or not. Swansea. The, but what I'm saying is, Chio have got money, in, uh, Swansea have got money in the bank from set transfer sales mm-hmm. and a player like Chio would fit into their system. Now, Again, what do you think? I'm not convinced, you know. He's a quick striker who's good, good with ball. Is he? I'm not trying to sell him to him. But... No, no, no. <laughs> why, why do they need a striker? They never play ball touch strikers. And then I, and I, I said that slightly tongue-in-cheek, but I thought this when we were watching him, when, we, when they played at our place, would, uh, would Chio fit into this side? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't get a touch at ball. It's better than Obafemi, though. The, the Obafemi who, who missed the sitter. Well, he, he missed that sitter, he does, but it's well, I, mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Look, we'll I, I've, I've just picked a random club out of the air because of their, their terrible start, and we know someone's got money in the bank. That's my point is that somebody like that yeah. could come in and say, oh, God, if, you know, he goes, goes to his owner and say, I, uh, I really need this player to do this. We've got 15 million quid from Flynn Down sale or whatever it were. Let's chuck four million quid. Let's do it, yeah. Oh, um, and you can have him. I'll drive him down myself for 15 million quid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. That's that's the worry. It's 10, 10 11 days. 10, we're, we're, on the, we're recording the 21st. It closes on, on the 1st. So 11 days of the transfer window to go. Um, again, let's see. Let's see how that pans out. It's certainly worth keeping an eye on it. Um, so moving on to the goal... This is really frustrating, this goal, Danny, because it's the first mistake that Cameron Humphreys has made while he's in the club, really. Mm. Um, and he's made a really silly, and I, again, looking like I don't know why he's done it, it's a crossfield pass to nobody, which then puts him in, puts us in bother, and the goal comes from that. He gave it to their best player uh, in terms of that. So, really frustrating, really avoidable, from first of all from Humphreys, but then Peltier and Wood probably could have done better as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> which one was it that he um, he megged? Which one was that one? Because it was, was it was it Rathburn that he went through his legs? I can't remember. It might have been. Yeah, I don't. He certainly went past Rathburn. Whether that one where he megs him, I'm not sure. But he certainly yeah. went past him. I mean, bless him if Rath, if he did go through Rathburn's legs, he needs to work on keeping his legs short when defending. Um, but yeah, like you say, it was probably the first mistake that Humphreys has made. But I'm quite thankful it's at this point in the season yeah. and uh, not later on in the season. You know, we all make, we all make mistakes. We all get let off ones. Um, but I think I saw a comment earlier, I think, from, from Jordan Concannon about it's, it might be his, his worst, it, a bad game. There his own, yeah, there we go. He, he had a bad game, but <clears throat> from his standards, it was a bad game. So, mm. you know, that nail, it, it's a nail on the head, really. It was a bad game, but by his standards, because we've seen how well he can do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, just the John kind of had this debate with, with a fan on Saturday. I thought Humphreys had a bad game, but a bad game from his own standards, which says a lot by his own standards, thoughts, and performance. 
Yeah, I thought other than the mistake, Mick, I don't think he had a bad game. And yes, it was a mistake and he shouldn't have done it. But like what we just mentioned, I think it was actually Grant Hall that could have done better. Woody could have done better. Yeah. Peltier could have done better. It's a mistake, but not not firing into top corner like he did last season. It it was yeah. his teammates should have helped him out, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he had an opportunity to or the, 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 the remainder of the defence had the opportunity to um to, to get him out of that and unfortunately we conspired to um to, to not get him out of it, which uh, is, is one of them things and it? It, it happens. It happens, you know, this bear in mind this, this is only the fourth fourth competitive game they've played together as a as a team, yeah. if you like. Mm. It, these things are gonna happen, so um, it is what it is. We're, let's not get too bogged down in it. You know, it's, it's only the second goal we've conceded all season uh, in the league. So, um, you know, you can't really complain, can you? No. Players are going to make mistakes. It happens. Mm. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I agree. Defensively, as overall, I know you mentioned yesterday, Mick, you weren't totally convinced by Grant Hall um, in that sort of mm. right-hand side of defence position. Um, just yeah, yeah. Just tell what you thought. Yeah, I just I I feel that I, 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 he played so well in in that woody position in that centre centre of the back three against Preston, um, yeah. and and then yesterday he kind of looked a little bit out of place. Um, he he, he, he didn't have a great game, I'll be honest. Um, so you know, it, again, he's playing he's playing in the back three that. That haven't played together before, so yeah. he is good. And not only that, he's going back to a club that, that he he made a lot of appearances for. Um, true, very so, true. So you know he's under pressure there. He, you know, he, he may well put himself have put himself under pressure um, because of that as well. So look, not a great game, not a bad game, just not a great game, was it? From 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 his point of view, yeah. Uh, anything else on the defenders, Danny? I thought we thought Victor was close to man in the match. I'm not sure if he won the club one. I think Gio probably won that first year. Um, but Victor had a very, very good game. Woody was solid. Again, you can fault him for the goal, but you could fault four of them for the goal. Mm. Um, it, when it got stretched at the end, that was a problem. But it got stretched because we were trying to win the game and they were trying to win the game. You can't mm. really blame the defence for that, can you? I don't think. No, um, Harvey Kelly just coming in with, um, where was it? About It was Grant. Yeah, it was Grant Hall. Grant we got Meg and Holly Rathbun. Fair, fair enough on that one. I was a bit wrapped up in the moment of, oh no, here we go. Um, but for me, it's the goal we considered was quite similar to the one we considered against Swansea. You know, there was the initial mistake, and then there was the moment of quality, and we've conceded, um, which in the championship catches you out. But like you say, we had the quality in Woodin and Victor that held it together through some of the tough times. Just unfortunately, um, not in that particular moment um, but yeah like you say it was another stunning performance from a victor I mean, my particular favourite one was the wayward shot from whoever it was and he still dived <laughs> yeah. i tell you what on that, in that second half you wouldn't want to be in Rose Ed in, uh, in that QPR end would you no <laughs> you'd end up with a couple of black eyes <laughs> yeah yeah um, Russ Vernon says in our opinion which player uh, was man of the match yesterday very easy for me. Ooh. I know what Mick's going to say. Uh, Danny, that. I know what Mick's going to say. What are you going to say? Oh, good question. Um, 
I was having this debate in a group chat earlier about who was the best player. Um, I don't remember who I went for. It's been a while. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for Chio, I think, in the first half. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go for Chio, just, just edging overall, I think. Nick? Well, if you go to the uh, club's Man of the Match poll <laughs> vote... They put four four nominations forward um, for for man of the match, one of which was Grant Hall, which I was amazed to see on there, quite frankly. And that's not a, that's not a dig at him in any way, in any way. Um, but then, if you read all the comments underneath, they all say the same thing, and that's Ben Wiles. Why is Ben Wiles not on this list? He was head and shoulders above everybody else for me yesterday. I thought he was absolutely excellent. Um, Man of the match by by head head and shoulders for me. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I thought Wiles were superb yesterday. Um, We said on the post match thing we did on Twitter space that he was. I'm not saying he's been bad in the last first three or four games. He's just not been at his own level. I don't think. Mm. Uh, And I think Saturday was the first time we saw him at what he can potentially do. He He maybe could have done better with that shot on the edge of the box. I think that maybe he could have got that on target. I think he could have done better with that one. But that's me being a bit, a little, probably a little bit hypercritical, to be honest with you. Um, a great performance. If that's what he's got to come, get rid of some more bids from Burnley. Because yeah, absolutely, excellent. absolutely. Uh, any other performances that stand out? Or any other moments in the game? I thought at the end it was quite exciting, and it was it was an end to end game at the end. Mix said a few occasions that it's like a basketball game. Um, what it was good as a neutral, I would probably have enjoyed that. For me, it was quite stressful, um, <laughs> but it was still quite an enjoyable game. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was very, very end to end at times, especially towards the end of the second half. Um, I think QPR were just trying to throw the kitchen sink at us, um, but we were still trying to counter attack. But Right. This, I said this on the uh, on the Twitter space the other night. We were going forward really efficiently on the counter attack, but just not quite picking out the right mm. pass right at the end of it. We're sort of stopping before getting the ball in and then passing backwards. And maybe that's because Tom Eaves was going to be brought into the frame, but Paul Warner has since come out and said that he changed his mind because he saw Barlasser lose a run and then swap him out for Lindsay. So, you know, there might be more to that than meets the eye, but. Um, yeah, I think in where we where we need to learn from it, even though it was a very very good day, game, and like you say, it was very very stressful. I mean, I, my my art was all over the place in that second half. It's like, oh no, don't turn into Preston again. Um, but one one place to improve on is passing link up in midfield, I think, and um, ball into the box when we're on the counter. Other than yeah. them two, very very good for us, I think. Mm. And these are the marginal things, aren't they? These are little things. Um, that, that we need to improve on. Uh, just comments. Stephen Thomas, in terms of our match, Stephen Thomas, Stephen Thomas says, "Oh, the Rathbun uh, shows Essex or Miller says, uh, Mister Mister Rathbun was ex was outstanding. Mm. Yeah, he was. They really, really were. Uh, we just need we need to look after the ball better, and that's really simple, Mick. Um, mm. And as pointed out by Barlasser in his post match, I think Warney as well. It's a very tight pitch at QPR. It's very small. Mm. It was very compact and tight. Uh, and apparently it was very, very hot um, as well, which I imagine it would be on the pitch. It was in the sun and everything else. So that's that's an issue. Is it an issue or is it just something? No. 
I think it's just something they need to work on. I mean, it, that that's that's the sort of the crux, the crux of well, it's Plan A, isn't it? It's Plan A. <laughs> that Swansea talk about it's the it's the only plan that they've got to, to keep the yeah. ball, um, and and it isn't easy. Uh, it isn't easy if you if you want to combine it with actually mm. being effective with it. Um, so we are able to do it and we proved yesterday that we were able to do it. There were quite a few passages of play where um, where we'd be, where we, we dominated possession for periods of time, uh, knocking it about that midfield and using the defence and, 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 and so on and so forth and, and just maintaining possession. We can do it. Um, but it's important, hugely important to have other things in your armoury and I think it'll come. It will come. Um and, and and yeah, it was tight, wasn't it? It was that that pitch. There there are, there were periods of play where it, you know, it looked like an under fours game, under sevens game. Sorry, you know where, where yeah. there were sort of fifteen players all all within ten square yards of each other. Um, so we'll be there. We'll be fine. There's, there's been enough from these first few games of uh, us playing the ball rather than just hoofing it to mm. to, to to say that. It is something they're clearly working on, um, and it is effective. So no, I ain't got a problem with it. I think mm. it's, I think it will come. But you're right, giving the ball away cheaply is, has been an issue. Yeah, some Derby says he thinks we definitely better with Connor Washington on the pitch. Yeah, I think Washington mm. and Shield sparked quite a decent uh, relationship, um, mm. which is quite, quite exciting, quite good. Um, yeah, still, well, so the season we are currently unbeaten, but if you include last season, we're currently eight games unbeaten in all competitions with the Cup, League One, and the Championship. And oh, we are unbeaten in seven Championship games. Um, <laughs> at the end of last season, we ended with three draws at the end of last season, uh, last Championship season, sorry. So that, that, that may well be one of the longest unbeaten runs in the Championship, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, um, to hit you with the stats that I was looking up on the bus last night. Go on. Well, I was just sat on, I sat on the bus with my headphones on, um, just just paying attention to my phone, you know, as you do. And um, I had a look see, and this is the first time since I think about two thousand and two oh three that we've gone unbeaten in our opening four games. And I think it's our best start to a second tier season since that season as well. Mm. Um. Yeah, and there's only three seasons in Rotherham's history where we've gone unbeaten in our first four second-tier games. This season, 0-2-0-3 and 1964-65. We didn't get relegated in that one, did we? None of those seasons have been relegated. 64-65 <laughs> was just towards the end of the quote-unquote golden era in the mm. second tier where we were there for like 18 seasons continuously. <laughs> and then 0-2-0-3 was during the Ronnie Moore era. Yeah, mm. it was. Yeah, that was that, that was the season we won six on opening day. Mm. Um, no, yeah, it's good. It's, it's a great start. It is really, really good start. Um, easy to get carried away. Trying not to get carried away. Imagine if we'd won. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think. you said Mick when we were winning? Mick, we were fourth at one point. But with yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? I think that's why we conceded. We felt a bit uh, vertigo-y being fourth. <laughs> yeah, Paul Wong got a nosebleed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, comment on Victor. Jamie says on Victor, if Victor carries on this way, he will be worth a fortune one day. Yeah, he will. Uh, and he's not the only one. He might even get a call. I'm still convinced he's going to get his due a call up for Sweden national team. 
You would have thought um, so, wouldn't you? The performances yeah. he's put in so far this season have been absolutely just out of the top draw. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's confident, he's, he, he comes for balls, he's brave, he, he's, he's a shot stopper. He's got everything that you need, everything to be a, a top-class goalkeeper. Well, he is a top-class goalkeeper, but to, to, to play at, 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 at the top level. Mm. Um the only problem that Victor's got is he's not quite as tall as some of the keepers, but that doesn't yeah. seem to be an issue for him at the moment. He, he matches, he, he compensates with bravery, though, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we'll start a campaign. The, I'll email the Swedish national team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> get up, get up, do it now. I mean, we've got the perfect selling point, but it's got the shirt behind him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen Thomas is far better than Rodak. Yeah, we're now at the stage where Rod- this would be Rodak's second season with them with Rotherham United, and Victor is probably ahead of where Rodak was. Um, that's quite a big call because Rodak's gone on to be a Premier League keeper, uh, won two promotions mm. to the champion to the Premier League. Um, Mick, this is all you know, it's just all a bit of fun in it. But go on, what do you think? Uh, yeah, he is. There's, there's no question about that. But so is Josh Vickers as well. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah, yeah. we've got an embarrassment of riches in that in that uh, in that area at the moment. Um, so the thing for victory is got to be careful. He's on two yellow cards already. He <laughs> mm. can't afford to get a ban again. Ban can't afford five yellows because he'll not get his place back. Mm. So just up here for thinking. It's a ban <laughs> for um, and Power UK points out last time in the championship in our first five games we scored two own goals uh, <laughs> Angus and Icky I think uh, the Huddersfield draw the Norwich loss in the end um, mm. we just look comfortable then we, we've, said, we've said this before on this podcast this season we're going to say it again because it's, it's completely valid and 100% correct we lost against Preston two years ago and we lost on Saturday two years ago we're a different beast. It's clearly a mentality thing. It's clearly a mentality thing. We're a different beast so far in this very short sample of games. Yeah, I think it's uh, Paul Davis that said it best. We are starting to look like a championship team. We look mm. like we should be here this season. Yeah. I've said that we could lose the next six, but that's football. You never know. Uh, but we've got the yellow one, so I don't think we will. Um, but yeah, like you say, we just look different. This season, and like in the um, in the tweet that I put out, compare it to our previous five starts, and this is still the the, the best start, at least in terms of conceding goals and scoring goals. Now this mm. this is the best start so far, and and the best second tier start under Paul Warren for sure. And yeah, we just it's just something that is just different this year. We just look like we're up for it and we're up for the fight. Mm. And come the end of the season, if we've still got that fight in us, we should be just fine. Mm. Yeah, I put agree. Nicholas Skimmore says more experience. Yes, mm. I would say there is less baggage from other players, and I'm thinking, thinking Smith is thinking if they're thinking Freddie as well. Um, this is a different team. I know we've got some players that are still at Wiles in Barlasa, but. This is a completely different set of players who don't have the issues and the baggage of relegations. We, we said this at the start of the season, didn't we, Mick? Mm, and I think, yeah. I think that's key. Sam, Sam Darwin says, Smith and Mickey 
a blessing in disguise. I think Freddie as well, Angus as well. Although, although we would have kept Angus, the three of them, I think. Mm. Again, it gets rid of that mentality. We I once spoke to a an ex Wednesday manager for something I were doing, and they got relegated from the championship when they got relegated from the championship. And he said when he, when they came down, he just gutted everybody. He got rid of everybody because you need to get rid of that mentality because you need to start again sometimes. And that's almost by accident. That's what's happened to us. We've got rid of that baggage from two years ago, and it's helping set a different type of mentality. Not conceding the second half of this season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, it obviously worked for uh, for that Wednesday manager because there's still not much to get back in championship. No, it hey, that's, that's another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm absolutely uh, with Sam uh, on this one. I think Dicky and Smith going was definitely a blessing in disguise. No question about it. We talked about this um, when they went, when we got 5,000 Sheffield Wednesday fans watching our podcast for some bizarre reason, um, that they, the, the both of them have had their opportunities on two separate occasions to play in the championship, and both of them have not, not performed. Yeah. So, so get rid. You know, if you're going to be completely mercenary about it, Get rid, um, and and that's what we've done. I, I accept that that wasn't the circumstances in which they yeah. went, but um, but nevertheless, I, I, it's it's a really good thing that we've got rid that they've gone. It's it's good that Fred is gone. I'm I'm pleased about that because he's not got the attitude. He's not got the right mental approach to, to playing in the championship. Um, and, and like Nicholas Skidmore said, we've bought some. We've bought in players with championship experience, vast championship yeah. experience. Mm. Um, and that's showing. That yeah. is showing, and that's only going to rub off on the likes of Dan Barlasser, uh, on the likes of Ben Wiles, both of whom have got that same baggage that Smithy mm. and Icky had. But the thing that they've got is that they've got the quality over and above those players. Yeah, over and above the other two. They're at home in the Championship, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. They're not League One players. Neither of them are League One players. And yeah. probably both of them find it tougher to play in League One than they than they do in the Championship. Mm. Yeah, I mean, how about you? Okay, I was thinking ITV, but according to ITV, we lost our two top players and we'll struggle. Yeah, the only mention we got <laughs> on ITV, I mean, it's interesting and didn't watch. The only mention we got on ITV this week was that Chio is brilliant and we'll do well to to keep him. That was literally the only thing they said about us in their um, you know punditry assessment. No. Um, call it an assessment either, would you really? Not really. An acknowledgement that we exist. Acknowledgement we exist. There you go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Connor Simpson says, did anybody, anybody else see how good Kelly's hold-up play when he came out? Yeah, it was very mm. good. It did make a difference. Uh, I, this is a, this is not even thing. Chio's been brilliant, but I'd love to see Kelly and Washington. I think they would complement each other really well. I think their movement and their runs would be good. But obviously, we keep they can't not play Chio. Um well, you can if he goes, can't you? Can um, if he goes, don't bring somebody else in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, Danny, congratulations. You got the prediction correct. Well done. Hey, <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah. Um, to be fair, we were all in play. It was two, one dance in one one. Mix a two on to us. I said two on to Cooper. We were all in play uh, <laughs> until late on. Thankfully, I was wrong. Um, but Danny, that's your, I think it's your first correct prediction of the season. Hey. Uh, just me, me and Ben's missing what Ben's obviously not been predicting for a while. Uh, 
I think we've just about covered the game. Is there anything else you want to show us, talk about from our side or QPR's side of the, of the Saturday? I think we've just about covered most of it. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, uh, I think we've covered it all, really, haven't we? Um, yeah. yeah. I like okay. Stephen, I like Stephen Thomas's all. comment. At least ITV showed the right game. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's good. Ah, yeah. And at least yeah. they've stopped using the Rochdale badge as our badge. That that one always wound me up. <laughs> I've not seen that. Yeah, yeah it, it was... Um, I can't remember, can't remember who did it, but someone... I think it was Sky Sports. They kept using the Rochdale badge as our badge. It was like... Someone's just put R into a keyboard and, and picked the first one. That <laughs> <R-O>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not going to spend time, but it's so bland, the ITV. You know, with no one questioning, Colin Murray's quite an interesting character. Mm. He's, got a, mm. he's got a personality about him. The guy they've got on ITV is just the plainest man I've ever seen. He just doesn't seem to have an he's, he's clearly reading a script. There's no opinion. There's nothing... And yeah, anyway, maybe you should apply for a job, Matt. I'd be too biased towards us. Yeah, I know you would, but that, that'd make a change, wouldn't it? It'd be nice. Mm. Would bring Colin Murray back. Ah, absolutely. He's a good uh, bloke, Colin Murray. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, moving on. We have the blockbuster Carabao Cup tie at New York City. <laughs> <I'm sure> <laughs> Uh, Morecambe are coming back to town after last season. Want to play them last season? Um, third, sorry, second round tie to get through to the third round. We'll start with the ref watch. Um, Peter Wright, no, not the darts player. Um, he is the referee for Saturday. He refed us last season in the one nil victory at home to Ipswich, uh, which was I think was on, was it on telly that one? Yes, yes it was on telly. Um, neither team, neither us or Morecambe have lost whilst he has been the referee so far. Um, so with a cup, uh, game, with a cup game, something's got to give, obviously, because we can't both look, draw. We can't draw the uh, draw the cup game, obviously. Um, how much? Do, I, I'm going to ask Danny because I know Mick doesn't care. How much <laughs> do you care about this one, Danny? It's just I like it. I love the Carabao Cup. It's just bigger fish to fry, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think with us facing Birmingham at home the following Saturday, yeah, I can see why we'd have bigger fish to fry. But at the same time, it would be nice to go through to round three, you know, and, and start seeing how we do against the big boys, you know, just, just for the fun of it. And like Tiny rightly points out, we lost uh, 5-4 to Morecambe. Um, was it the same competition or was it... Yes, yeah. it was first yes. round. First round. So, because it's the second round and it's the second attempt, you never know. But it also gives us a very good opportunity to get Tom Eves on the pitch and get mm. some minutes into him. Uh, so, I think it will potentially be Kelly and Eves up front. So, that's a new strike partnership we haven't seen. So, that could be interesting. Um, and we will also hopefully get a first look at this new wing back that we've got mm. coming in as well. So, for me, yeah, it doesn't matter because, like you say, we do have bigger fish to fry, especially on the Saturday. Um, but it just, it'll be nice to see some new players, a new strike partnership potentially developing and um, just to go through, I think. I'm hoping for, like, Newcastle away or something. No, not away. <laughs> oh, God, no, steps again, man. I've, I've never been to their ground. I want to go. <laughs> no, you <laughs> You don't. You don't want to go. Sunderland. I want to do Newcastle. No, you don't. 
it's a it's a brilliant ground, Newcastle. Because they put because the way they put the away fans, it's just an absolute joke. I think it's about um, 14 flights, is what they say on their website, I think. It's crazy. Um but yeah, a couple of stats. Um Russ Vernon sent me these stats when the draw was made, so thank you very much to Russ for those. Uh, as you Danny mentioned, it was five four the last time we met in the cup. Um Kevin Ellison with not the winner, but the uh the, the goal to put them ahead on the head on the night. And as Tanya pointed out, Cole Stockton stopped goal that night. I didn't realise he'd been at Morecambe for so long. Um that is a genuine shock to me. Uh, this is the fourth meeting in this will be the fourth meeting in cup competitions. Uh, one of them obviously be the 2016 Carabao Cup. We also played them in 79, drawing the first one, winning the replay uh, at Millmore, the second one the, the replay was. Um, the get some minutes to players, says Stephen Thomas. Sorry, that's what it's important to get some minutes into the players. Palmer UK is a glorified friendly. <laughs> I like it, mate. I like seeing these players. I want to see Tommy. I want to see Scott High. I'm really looking forward to seeing Scott High get probably 90 minutes under his belt. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Jamie McCart get well, he's, I think he played the, the Port Vale game. So what will be his second appearance? I know you're not excited for it, but it's exciting to see those new players, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, because they are the depth for this squad, aren't they? So um, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what strength we have got in there. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to, going, to watching it, to be honest with you. Um, I, the result is not really of any consequence to me. It'd be nice, like you said, to get a, a decent-sized club in mixed round. Uh, but, but other than that, it's all about performance, isn't it? Um, uh, you know, get some minutes in, in players' legs and, and let's see what else we've got um, mm. bubbling under that first team. That's my view, anyway. I'm I'm I, I'm, I'm kind of with Powermad, really. Bit of a glorified friendly, but an important one. Yeah. Um, worth noting, rule change. I don't think I'm not going to a rule change this season, but the rule is there's no extra time. So it was draw, draw up full time. Same as the Papa John's from last season. It would just go straight to a penalty shootout. Because as rightly as they rightly decided, nobody wants extra time in August. It's completely mm, no. um, So, yeah, that's that one. Um, Power UK says Paul Davis says Eves and the new right back will play which is pretty exciting. Um, Russ Vernon says he has been told by she- that Sheffield United that we're the latest club to register an interest in Arsenal's Brook Norton Cuffey. However, they have failed to land him. Um, <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> it wasn't expected to be announced Friday. Mm. It looks like it's now going to be announced on Monday. Touch wood, crush fingers. Hopefully that comes if we, if, if all the rumours are true, of, of the clubs that have shown interest in him, and if he does come to us, that, that's quite a coup, to be honest. It seems mm. like it. Uh, if if it happens, of course, um, and 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 it just gives an, gives you gives people an indication as to the regard that Paul Warren and his team are held in mm. um, by by some of these Premier League clubs. Absolutely, uh, let's wait and see. Let's not let's wait see, yeah, yeah. ourselves. Mm. You know what I mean. Um, but if that's the case, amazing. Yeah, for me, anyway. Yeah, get I would be very surprised if he didn't start, whether he's fit or not. It's this is a cup game. It's getting minutes under the belt. Under the belt is what I would, uh, I would expect. Um, we haven't made the third round of the Carabao Cup since two thousand eight and two thousand nine. 
that year we went on to the fourth round uh, when we lost to Stoke City, who at the time were a Premier League club. Um, we lost 2-0. Mark, Mark Robbins was the manager. We had, I think we had, a great, we had a League 2 and we beat three championship clubs to make it to the fourth round mm-hmm. and then lost to the Premier League club. That was a, that was a decent, very decent cup run, that, to be honest with you. And like, so that's the last time. And this, I think in my life, that may be the only time we've ever made it that far. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a competition we normally do very well in, to be honest with you. Um, so let's have some predictions. Uh, Danny, the pressure's on. Bear in mind, you got the last one. 100% bang on so I'll give you, uh, give you first pick first one no mate all, the pressure's always on me don't worry um, <laughs> let me think I mean of course Morgan will be looking to upset us they've already put that on their Twitter like oh it's another championship team for us to be you know um, so they'll be really up for it I think um, it depends on what develops with Cole Stockton I think because I think he's going to fleet what apparently a transfer request yeah, so I actually doubt he'll play, which, basing off his past performances at New York against us for Morecambe, is quite good because I thought it was quite um, quite a bit of trouble when we played Morecambe. Um, I'll say 2-0 to us. 2-0 to the Millers. Uh, I thought 20-0 there. 2-0. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go 3-1. I think Mick thoughts at three nil three nil Rotherham. There's no way Josh Vickers is going to concede. I don't think. <laughs> did so, Josh no, Vickers play goal last time against Markham? Yes, I think he did. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Well, yeah, clean, clean that sort of bicycle, almost bicycle that stopped in the edge area that will that pulled the actual world from Josh Vickers. Yeah, Vickers won't concede them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, score predictions Tiny says 2 0. He used to get both. Harley Cowick says 3 0. Power Med says 4. S64 says 3. Russ Vernon says 2 1. Nicholas Gibmore 3 1. James Finney 2 1. Um, lots of positivity as we always seem to get. That's really good. Um, which I like. Uh, is there any other anybody else you're looking at? Well, we know Vickers, or we almost certainly must because it's picked up an injury. Vickers is going to play. Um, Anybody else you want to, you're excited to see, Danny? We've mentioned a few minutes ago. Is there, any, is there anybody that stands out? I think I want to see them play. Um, I think probably Tom Eves more than anything. I want to see what he's all about. Um, because I think, like, like I've already said, I think with the QPR game, we sort of missed him with no option running into the box um, at times because Kelly was sort of lingering on the edge of the box, you know, and, and yeah. you know, Washington is, isn't the tallest, so he's not really your your big centre forward that you can get the ball into the box and he gets his head on it. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs and how we perform with, I expect to be Bramall starting mm-hmm. on the left-hand side and then this new wing-back on the right-hand side. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, do we think Lindsay will be in midfield? Very many only played five minutes on Saturday. I think yeah, you'll see him high and maybe a Dolphin. Could you see a Dolphin coming? Because I wouldn't want to risk Barlas or Wiles. Yeah, it depends on if a Dolphin's back yeah. fit enough. I yeah, think I, I know that JJ's back in training mm. on Monday. Yeah, that's good. Um, ah, NSW with this one is Jake Hull gone out on loan. No, Great I don't shout. think he has. So we could put Hull in there for this one. That's a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, because we played Peltier against Port Vale, but that's because he hadn't played. He's now played mm. 
two ninety minutes or not far off two ninety minutes in, in Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday. Um, same as him and Woody are not going to play now. Are not not going to play on Tuesday. Maybe Grant Hall could. Um, just so you've got that still still got that steady head in the middle um, to cover him there as well, potentially. What do you think, Georgia Kelly and Eves up top, Mick? Yeah, possibly, possibly. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you needed a bit more. Did you need a bit more input from me than that? I mean, I'm more enthusiasm won't go amiss. I would, I would have thought Georgia <laughs> Kelly will start. Obviously, uh, if Eves is fit, I think Eves will start. Um, secure the long ball team bank again. <laughs> Took two um, big men up front, and uh, there we go. Yeah, I would have thought those two would start up front. Jordan Kokana says he's bowler injured. Not sure, to be honest with you. I think he was, um, but again, he might be one that's just coming back in with a doffin. Because I, I swear they said it was um, Eves KO'd a doffin and bowler, but Eves was more well, he, he wasn't more advanced because now he's back in the side. Uh, and it's also them three that we've we've I think we've had loans offers for, even yeah. though they've been injured. Uh, so now that they're back, nearly fighting fit. Um, we'll have to wait and see with those two. I think. Yeah, I right, said so ten day, ten day, eleven days at transfer window to go. Mm. There'll be some goings. There'll be some out. There'll be there will be some outgoings. Uh, maybe one or two incomings. Hopefully, um, I think we've just about covered everything. Everything Robin related. Have I missed anything? Anything we just want to cover, talk about, mention? No, I think we're about done, aren't we? There with that. Mm. We'll not be doing an instant reaction for this game. Um, it's the Carabao Cup, early rounds of the Carabao Cup. If we get more serious, then we certainly will uh, later on. But there'll be no instant reaction YouTube video for this game. That will return on Saturday when Birmingham City come to town. And our record against mm. them is terrible. Oh, dear. <laughs> a bit of a sneak preview of, the, of our next episode there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope it was a good time at New York City on Tuesday. It was nice to be in there. I don't think there's don't think there'll be many coming from Morecambe. I don't think I don't think we'll take many for that get for the first round tie, to be honest with you. But we'll wait and see. Please do subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. On iTunes, Spotify, if you do um audio listen, please make sure you subscribe and give it a five-star rating. On there if you want, if you can, if you haven't already. We would very much appreciate that. Um, Mick, thank you for being with us tonight. It's been a pleasure. You need to, you need to close your blinds. Uh, why? It's dark. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not keen on this going dark at nine o'clock at night. I, I can't control that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure. And I'll probably see you Tuesday morning. Welcome. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Are, are we going to mock him? Are we away? <laughs> At the mocking game. Come on. Oh, sorry. Michael. <laughs> yeah, all, all, always a pleasure. And uh, hopefully we can get a pint in or two before the game. Good luck. <laughs> Inside the ground, maybe. Well, we'll see. <laughs> more luck than that. Okay. You're going to have to have a pint of Coke, aren't you, Mo? <laughs> just, yeah. just get an empty pint glass and just put the bottle in it that'll do <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect thank you everybody love you lots and see you Thursday for the next YouTube episode Friday morning for the podcast see you soon guys Bye. yeah take care Rebel vicious brilliant you with it what's got around the back and Richie Wood has done it again the magic man has come up with another trick Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 